Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Leiter. It's always game day in Cleveland, brought to you locally by Smiley One, heating, cooling, and plumbing. Bryant and Smiley One, the right choice for your comfort of always, as always, I should say. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin, getting into the ins and outs of what's going on with your Cleveland Browns. It was an off week. I hope everybody enjoyed the great outdoors and how nice it was all weekend because uh, we're in it now for the stretch run where, uh, Daryl, I actually looked at uh, at one website that had the Browns at uh, like an 18% chance of making the thing that we're not talking about on the show. So as you roll your eyes at that thought, I ask you, how do you feel about this team now that the bye week is over? Well, they, they got to get healthy. They got to get their pieces and parts back on the field. And I think once that happens, uh, their chances of competing at the level that they expect to would increase. Um, there's a lot of questions about some, some guys, but I just, when they get back to 500, I'll entertain the big picture, but until then, you know, they're, they're, it, look, it was a bad weekend for them when you're talking about that, like <laughs> for tiebreakers and stuff, not a good weekend for the Cleveland Browns. They took a big L in that department. So um, their only path is basically through the AFC North. And that's, although we're not talking about that, Daryl, you just, you just told me where there was a path, my friend. And you said you were going to talk the about only, that. It's the only one. And I'll just remind folks, they haven't taken that road since 1989. Okay. Well, 
Something's going to happen somewhere down the road. Let's start with this uh, injury <laughs> stuff that we're talking about. <laughs> Ain't going to be this year. Were you still in high school in 89? Uh, in 89, God, I got to do the math now. In 89, I was in middle school. Middle school. Very nice. Very yes. nice, my friend. Yes. Holy crap, the ins and out. a long time ago. Beating up kids on the playground. No, I was the kid getting beat up on the playground. I I think you just uh, you won the uh, knowledge bowl against those guys. I'm nope. sure whenever they came, they were just mad at you because you were smarter than they were. Nope, I was a C. I was a B C D student. I was not a good. I was not a good student. Daryl, I you're I, you're blowing your whole cover. I'm building you this great resume. Of, I know, but I, I mean, it, he was I destined can't. to be a pocket protector that would save the world, and now today, Daryl Ryder gives I, you his insights on the Cleveland Browns like no one other. Yeah, but I can't lie to people because there's people in town that I went to school with that might hear this podcast and be like, yeah, it was a loser. It was pretty stupid back then, too. So I can't lie well, to it. The problem is, like, if this were like, if we were in San Diego yeah. or, no, or Los Angeles, actually, it'd be Los Angeles. If we we're doing the Chargers podcast. Yeah. I could get away with lying my ass off. But because well, yeah, and we, what podcast, if we just tell people Daryl Ryder's not your real name? Yeah, no, that ain't gonna fly either. All right, well, I'm just trying. I'm trying I, to help I, you. No, out. I, I was. Uh, I should have. That's one of many great mistakes I made in life. I didn't come up with a stage name when I was young. Yeah, but you know what's weird? Like, not a lot of people have stage names now in our business. There were a lot. I know, I, I know of one. That's and it. That's, I can think of one. Uh, I know one, and we work with them. Yeah, that's the one I know. Okay, but that's out of necessity too, because it made sense. Well, yeah, it is interesting that people stick with their own names now. They don't no one switches over to a different it's also like the way you name your kids now too like yeah you know like i'm andy but anyone that had a kid named andrew now was naming their kid andrew they're <laughs> not you know it's not like parents are like hey we right. named this kid this kid for a reason not to have a nickname and you also when you have kids daryl you do the test like you make yeah. up you say your kid's name and then you make sure that the other kids can't make fun of it right now, with our That's with our daughter who is our firstborn we really went the extra mile with our son. It was a second. We didn't care. We just went with anything. And I'm sure a million people can make up funny names off of his first name. As he looks at me across the room. Is that true? Yes, that is. So. Yeah. I, these are problems I will not have. I don't have to worry about kids names. Thank goodness. You, you never know. Darryl. Yeah. You no, mid forties ain't happening. I've already made that decision. <laughs> As my good friend, Dom Tiberi said, everyone should be, Married and everyone should be miserable or something. I can't remember what it said. So, all right, listen. Speaking of the father, kids, and and I refuse to have kids in high school when I'm a senior citizen. That ain't gonna happen. You never know. All right, so here's my point to you, Daryl. Okay, let's talk about some of the names of the injured players that um, we're seeing that are going to come back. Two in particular uh, that will come off the injured reserve, and they have 21 days now to step out on the field. And I do think. It's interesting because one is a running back and one can help on defense. What are your thoughts on that, Daryl? Um, yeah, I mean, Chase will give him some depth at defensive end when he comes back, slide back into his role. I think, look, Jerome Ford, he's got to return kicks. They don't have anyone to return kicks right now, so that's where he can, I think, benefit him most because the last thing they need is another running back right now. I mean, they, they can't divide the touches among the guys they have currently. So um, Jerome Ford's biggest contribution, I think, will be 
sliding back into a, a kick return role. He had six kickoff returns for 145 yards. The longest return went for 44. So um, that's, I think, where he'll be able to help the most. I do think Chase Winovich is an interesting story because when he came in, I was pretty excited about him being a part of this team. I'm like, well, look at this. Now we've got a couple defensive ends. You've drafted, what, two, and you brought in a veteran as well. And it was interesting as camp kind of made its way through towards the end, there were question marks about whether Chase Winovich was going to even make the team, which I thought was was super interesting, and then he ended up getting hurt. So I, I don't I think if we see a Chase Winovich that we saw – Previously, um, when he was in New England, I, you know, if he's got any of that left, I think that could be beneficial for this defense. Did you honestly think there was a chance he wasn't making the team? They traded for him. There was me, no me personally, there was no. But I started hearing rumblings about him not making the team, and I was like, are you kidding me? Really? Yeah, I never once thought he wasn't going to, but there were some naysayers out there that were like, oh, this guy, he might not even make the team if the draft picks are doing their job. Made the club from the tub. That's true. There aren't many that do that, though. And he's gonna. Be, I mean, they're gonna. They're gonna need him to kind of help spell Miles and and Jadavian, who have been banged up here in the uh, the early part of the season. So, look, I mean, both of those guys getting them back would would be. I don't want to say a big deal because I don't want to overstate it, but I would say those are two important people to be getting back off injured reserve. How's that? No, it makes sense, and I get it. And I also think there's another storyline that's going to creep its way into the headlines starting next Monday, and it's going to be the fact that, um, well, let's just say it, <laughs> the quarterback situation isn't long for what it is, and Deshaun Watson can start practicing on Monday. And then you ask yourself, well, we've got a couple more games to go here. How are we going to do this? Jacoby Brissett's got to take the first-team reps, and Deshaun Watson's going to have to take first team reps at some point. So I'm interested to see what the transition is going to look like over the next couple of weeks. Aren't you? Uh, Deshaun can take the first team reps on November 28th. That's how I look at it. Cause you have to prepare Jacoby to play. Sorry. Like you're not in a position where you can afford to sacrifice games just so you can get Deshaun Watson first team practice reps those have to go to jacoby have Deshaun run the scout team so that he gets all the the quote-unquote first team reps against the, the the defense so to speak you know what i mean right no i get you um but yeah i i think that's the way they have to do it i don't think that they can take reps away from jacoby just because jacoby's not good enough to have reps taken away from him at practice from from a preparation standpoint and that and i'm not ripping on jacoby just it's the reality of like that particular situation. He, the backup quarterback, he needs all the work and all the reps he can get during the week uh, to prepare. So Deshaun Watson can start taking the first team reps starting November 28th. He's not going to play uh, against Tampa Bay. Nope. So guess what? Monday practice squad guys and him have him hit the field and let him throw, let him throw. And then when Wednesday comes along, uh, away they go. It's always game day in Cleveland. We're going to talk about these next three games. Also, we're going to kind of take you behind the scenes. We're going to pull back the curtain a little bit about, you know, it's the the way things kind of are when it comes to the Browns and Cleveland media. And it's something that Daryl and I have talked about for a long time, and we just want to bring it up and kind of take you behind the scenes on some of the stuff. So we'll do that coming up a little bit later in the show. It's always game day in Cleveland. 
And if you like what you're listening to, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Brought to you locally by Smiley One, heating, cooling, and plumbing. Bryant and Smiley One, the right choice for your comfort how comfortable are you daryl Ryder, with the next three games and i do think we're in a kind of a topsy-turvy league right now because i if you would ask me if the jets were going to beat the bills i would have told you you were out of your mind and so now when i see stuff like that it kind of i i know it's kind of false hope i think in some ways and i i want to believe it's false hope but it's hope and that's one of the things that i think is interesting about a league where you really don't know who is going to win, and that line any given Sunday really does come through sometimes. Well, Josh Allen's banged up now. Took a big hit in that Jets loss, and they're they're looking at his elbow. Um, re- reminiscent of the, the Bernie Kosar injury. Got hit while throwing, and while throwing, his, part of his arm went one way, and the other end of his arm went the other way, so to speak. So... Um, if Josh Allen does not play, uh, in two weeks, yeah, all bets are off you know, that that's great news for the Browns. Um, but first things first, they got to beat the dolphins and they got to do it on the road in Miami and to, you know, Tua was fantastic, uh, against the bears. Um, you know, the defense is going to have their work cut out for them, uh, trying to get after him. And I think if they are able to apply the applies, and we'll get into this, uh, you know, later in the week, but I think pressure is going to be the key uh, this week against Tua. But I, look, I mean, anything going to happen. Um, I've seen enough Browns football over the years to temper my expectations of what I expect to happen. Um, I, you know, I'm not going to get people hyped up for no reason yet. Let's see what they're able to do here. And, if they're able to win a couple more games and get themselves back in the conversation, great. And then, you know, we can actually have that conversation. But right now, they got a long, steep uphill climb. Um, they're behind the eight ball as far as playoff tiebreakers go. Oh, you said it again. You said the word. Oh, I did. Trouble. Um, and put a know, quarter in the Indians jar. That's that jar you used when you said Indians instead of Guardians. Sorry, keep going. I I never had that problem. Oh, I'm sorry. Everyone else did. Yeah, I didn't. But do you Uh, say the team formerly known as the Indians when you talk about history beyond the... I say the then Indians. Yeah, okay. I think we all were Of the then Indians, yes. Um, 
I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> well, that's okay. You don't have to worry about it. No, we were talking about Miami, Buffalo, and Tampa. And oh, or it wasn't going anywhere anyway. Well, you know, you were also talking about not, you know, let's just take it one game at a time. And if you want to talk about the future, you should just cool simmer down now. Well, I, I mean, that was look, really your point. Yeah. I mean, and look at Kareem Hunt. Uh, you know, he spoke on Monday and same thing, you know, hey, you're going to resign with the Browns if you get a bunch of touchdowns. He's like, yeah, I, you know, I ain't thinking about that right now. I just want to finish the season. Yeah. What's he going to say? And finish the season strong. By the way, I think there's a zero chance he resigns with the Browns. That's no, just- I'm, and we talked about that today. And Jeff was like, Why would you? If you were him, the only reason you would do it is for money at this point. If for some well, reason we no, valued him for more money than anybody else, I just don't see it's not we. I take that we back. The fans value him, the, the front office values stays, statistics. And the only way he stays is if he just doesn't want to move. But here's my question about Kareem because don't you think that conditional pick plays into this whole thing and the odds of getting more on a conditional pick for him is if they play him more you mean right Tory pick i come on see yeah what did i forget what i said conditional. What I yeah conditional sorry it's on the condition that his ass gets out there and plays a little bit of football that's what it is that's and if he plays a little bit and he gets out there that they get a better pick that's assuming Kevin Stefanski puts him in the uh, position to. I mean, he he said it. Will like, he? I, I mean, as a franchise, like he, like I think the the more they slip away from the, the word that we're not allowed to use, which we've now made this show extremely difficult by saying things like this. <laughs> but the the more they slip away from that, the the more beneficial it is to the organization to play him. Well, he and, I mean, and he, not let Nick play so he doesn't get hurt. Yeah, I mean, he said today that he just wants opportunities. That I mean, and. That's his way of saying, give me the damn ball. Yeah. Without causing any uh, ruckus. You know what I mean? Do, do you, making, just give me opportunities. He wasn't uh, getting them. Now he got a little bit, and they need to keep doing it. And and by the way, when he wasn't getting opportunities, they were losing, which pisses him off even more. Because, I think it aggravates everybody. Right. It's like, well, you ain't even giving me a chance to help, so no wonder we're losing. How, how do you think the sit-in went over in the front office in the beginning of the season? Um, they just didn't care. Well, someone talked to him because he was back out there. The sit-in lasted. I've had relationships last longer than that sit-in lasted. Wait, I'm trying to think if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> that's not, to, for me, and, not good. <laughs> we don't do math on this show either, so I'm not even going to touch that. <laughs> Jeff did bring up an interesting hype point for this week's game, though. And what is that? The I fact mean, that it's going to be played in a hurricane, it looks like? Well, yeah, that, that's the first part of it. But no, the hype point is this. Is, I mean, when you think about it, the intensity, that is the Cleveland Browns, the excitement that they bring to the table each and every week. And how have they been able to do it? They've been able to do it by putting this team on the back of a backup quarterback named Jacoby Brissett, who wasn't good enough for Miami. They didn't want him anymore. So now Jacoby goes right in to the lion's den and he opens up the lion's mouth and he's going to stick his head right in it because he is back for revenge. That's right. Jacoby Brissett against his old team, the Miami dolphins all straight ahead on Sunday. You awake? (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Are you done yet? (laughs) That's how I felt about your height. By the way, I hope that's a video clip. That's (laughs) me sleeping through your Jacoby Brissett height. You're not you're not seeing the tension built up there. Sorry. That's how fired up I got for that. That was right after the hype about the Cavaliers talking about 
It, like, we didn't even talk about LeBron, about the Cavs playing LeBron, but then we got into the hype about, and now the Cavaliers get set to take on their old foe, the man that led them uh, to the playoffs so many times, the man that take the, took them to the, I think he went to the NBA Finals with them, the man that was there for the to make sure things happen for this organization, this franchise. But now the Cavaliers will make that trip out west, and where will they be? Well, one, they'll go against Ty Lue, but that's not the name we want to talk about. No, it's not. We want to talk about that trip over to Sacramento when the Cavaliers will take on the Sacramento Kings and former head coach Mike Brown. Oh, it's going to be a barn burner in Sacramento. It's the Cleveland Cavaliers on their old coaches tour. And it's all right here on name your network. That's what we do. We create hype. You should really write those out beforehand though. Just Why? saying the lion's mouth. That didn't work. First run. It's you're always better on the first one because they're not so, you know, they're, they're cold. Yeah. But um, then you refine them afterwards. That's all. I, I, I won't. In the interest of uh, not putting people on the spot, I would just say that the Colts move naming Jeff Saturday their interim yes. head coach um, was a bit of surprise of a surprise within the Browns locker room. Why? I, Why were they surprised? They were just surprised. That's all I'm gonna. That's all I'm willing to okay, say. Okay. Well, I don't need names to go along with this. Just give me the premise. Are they like, wait a minute, is this going to be a new trend in the NFL that we're going to take former stars of teams and just make them head coaches like they do in the NBA? Although a lot of those NBA guys have worked there, you know what's off to get there. But a, a lot of times we turn around, and we're like, oh, that great player is now a head coach of that team because he led that team at one point. Is that a, going to be a gr- growing trend then in the NFL? I cannot confirm nor deny whether or not that came up. In the conversation. Well, it's a conversation I want to have with you. I don't really, I mean. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, I'm just saying to you, do you think that could be, if he has success, and this isn't an interim thing, and by the way, was Jeff Saturday not a consultant to the team, and maybe he had a say or not and whether they decided to dispose of their head coach? Yeah, I don't know that he's going to have much success. Well, uh, Craig, it's actually, a, Craig Williams might be one of the most successful interim head coaches in NFL history. I would have been okay if he would have been back for another year, by the way, my friend. Yeah, that would have never flown. I know. But would you have been okay if he would have been back for another no. year? No, no, because I would have been sick of him by his second press conference. Oh, my God. Better than – all right, ask me any question. I'll give you a coach. Uh, have you ever heard us do Coach Kevigan on our show? No. You've never heard the Coach Kevigan bit? No. Ask me any question from a press conference. Just ask me. Ask me any question. Uh, is so and so going to play on Sunday? <sighs> Daryl, you know, those are the kind of decisions that we like to make on game day. Because what we'll do is we'll decide whether we think that player, um, you know, is is comfortable in the position that we can. So what we'll do is we'll break out. We'll go into our rooms and then sometimes we'll take our shoes off and we'll go out on the grass and we'll, we'll get a feeling for what it's going to be like out on the grass. By and the so way. after the, after that happens, so uh, I, you know, we'll, we'll assess that when the game. By oh. the way, Wilson yeah. had a great, as I roll my eye saying it, yes. response today when he was asked uh, if there was any part of his welcome back from the bye message that he, you know, he'd be willing to share. 
And yeah. I think he got to a 12 Mississippi before he final after he was done. Oh, room. Yeah. yeah. Oh. No, I, I just I just wanted to fall out of my chair in disbelief. That he didn't take the opportunity to to right. set the tone for the fans and let everybody know what he kind of expects out of his team for the second half of the season, or the fact that he just didn't want to share anything. No. <laughs> Can no. you explain to folks why you call him Wilson? I call I call him Wilson because of the the, the show Home Improvement, uh, the Tim Allen sitcom from the '90s that I grew up with. Fantastic show. Neighbor Wilson, who always hid behind, uh, stood behind his fence. And to give uh, Tim the tool man and uh, the Taylor family advice with whatever was vexing them in that particular episode. And then as the show went on and on and on, uh, they would find creative ways to hide Wilson's face. So you never saw above Wilson's uh, or below Wilson's nose in the show. That sure. was the bit. And right. so the reason I call Kevin Stefanski Wilson is because on game day, this is what Wilson is doing the entire game. He's he's got his play sheet in front of him, and all you see is Kevin's eyes, and you'll occasionally you'll see you'll see his mouth moving because he's talking, he's calling in the plays, but his face the whole game is buried in the play sheet. We notice we never see him on defense with his face buried in the page. He must be talking to all the players on offense when that's going on, right? That's why we don't see it. Not really. <laughs> he's just standing there with his face. <laughs> <laughs> this said, I still want Kevin Stefanski to be our coach. Let's see. How oh yeah, yeah. I'm just. I'm I mean, just, it's this is caricature stuff. That's all. And like, even when playful fun. That's yes. all. Yeah. It's no, I, you should joke. Oh, trust me, I know. I have to. I have to preface everything with I'm just joking. Just kidding. Because there, there are people that'll like take it seriously. Like, well, the Coach Kevigan stuff sometimes is. Uh, today, Coach Kevigan nailed it because it, we were like. Um, hey, Coach Kevigan, uh, what was your message to the team? And he was like, no message. Next question. <laughs> I mean, he, did, he didn't want to answer any questions early on. All right, Daryl, speaking of the media, let's talk about the media when we come back. You have, I mean, to, you have to admit, though, this is the best Kevin Stefanski imitation in town right now. The Wilson, yeah. <laughs> you need to see what I'm seeing. It's some of my best material. What can I say? It's always game. Yes, it is. is. All right. It's always game day in Cleveland. Let's come back for one more segment. We're going to take behind the scenes a little bit and just talk about, look, it's a bye week. Why are we even talking about the Browns? It's always game day in Cleveland. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Okay, so one of the things that came up over the last couple of days as we were sitting around and talking about it was one of the things that we hear a lot, and, and Daryl, tell me if you hear this a lot. Why do you talk about the Browns so much? Why are the Browns always front and center? I mean, you're talking about talking about the Browns, and this was on Monday. Like, why are you talking about them? They didn't play this weekend. And by the way, the Cavaliers had two more wins over the weekend. And sometimes you do this when even the Guardians are playing well. I mean, let's face it. You know, they were in the playoffs, and the Browns were still center stage. Why do we talk about the Browns so much? Um, I talk about the Browns so much because it's my job. I get it. But you uh, also have, have had many, many hats in this market and this, uh, yeah, this uh, industry. It, I mean, they are – even national people tell me that Browns fans are some of the most engaging um, out there as far as, uh, you know, clicks, views, social media engagement um and, and and things like that um and it always seems to be that the engagement is at its maximum when the team is at its worst right i mean yes. um and and look i i know that it sometimes bothers the Cavs, it bothers the guardians because the browns get all this attention while they're putting winners on the on the field or on the on the court it should really bother the Guardians the most, but I also think the Guardians don't like – the Guardians could go a little bit more to try to – I just know, like, this is the thing that blows me away more than anything else that I've ever had ex experience with in this business. So the Golden State Warriors, I mean, literally didn't need any help with their PR with the way their basketball teams played for, like, the last decade, okay? Right. And I know like when I was traveling and I was going on the road, whether, although I don't think I actually made a road trip out there when I was doing sidelines for the Cavs. So I'll, I'll bring it fast forward to the LeBron era. Okay. I just know that every time that I was in the Bay area, I would, I would go to the hotel room. Like I know these are all really little silly things, but like game notes would be in the hotel room. There would be, a sheet with phone numbers if you had any questions about anything you needed to write or talk about on the air or if you needed help getting something or if you needed a contact to do something like that like the golden state warriors needed zero help zero they didn't need help they had the best basketball team in the nba but yet their pr department went above and beyond even for visiting media and i don't, I don't know maybe that was part of their thing and i saw this and i was like wow i wonder if they're doing this because of TV or if they're doing this because of this or that it wasn't, they treated everyone in the media the same way, like went above and beyond just to make sure you were able to do your job. Okay. And to me, I look at the golden state warriors and what they were, how they acted and conduct themselves. And it was never like, Oh, we're the golden state warriors. Cause they easily could have been that team. They never ever were. And they were the most helpful. And, I mean, I've said this a million times. Look, you may not like someone. You might not think someone's good. You can, you know, you can write if it's your opinion. You can do whatever you want. I think it's extremely difficult for any beat writer at any media uh, outlet to write something scathing about somebody if that person just takes the time to say hello. If that person just goes the extra mile and just says, hi, nice to meet you, that doesn't look at the media like they're scum of the earth. 
or doesn't look at or a security threat. Yeah, or is a security threat. Like it doesn't make any sense to do that. The Browns have an unbelievable advantage in this town because they know everyone wants to cover them. And I, I mean, look, I've been treated extremely fairly by the PR department, but I'm not on the daily beat the way you are. And so I'm not, and I'm not asking you to tell me how you're treated or anything like that. Um, I, I have a good relationship with them. If I need something, you know, relatively quickly, I'll get it back. And it's it's never, I don't, I'm not like I'm not in that position. I'm sitting in the ivory tower. And I get to look at the big picture and talk about things almost the way a columnist would. If I say something that's factually incorrect, I expect them to come back after me and say you're wrong. And because I don't want to make mistakes and I don't go to work trying to make mistakes. But I, I still wonder and I like I I get a pit in my stomach a lot of times when people come up to me and say, why don't you cover the Guardians like you cover the Browns? Why don't you cover the Cavaliers like you cover the Browns? Why don't you know there are thousands of people across Northeast Ohio on Friday nights that go out and cover high school football and our kids are playing out there. And those are the real Clevelanders. Why don't we talk more about those guys? And I think I learned a lesson early on when we were doing radio because I thought I was going to cover the world. Like if you ever heard the first promo I did with um, our first morning show host and our last afternoon host, there were the three of us sitting there and we were trying to cut promos. And I came out and said, Hey, you know, Jeff and I are going to cover. And I don't even think I had a host. I think I just said, you know, on the middays, we're going to cover everything. We know you love the Browns, Indians, and Cavs, but we are going to get into some of the sports that no one else is talking about. And after six months, that all went away because everything became all Browns all the time. And, I mean, I look at it and I understand why it became all Browns all the time because that's what people wanted to talk about. And I would sit there and I, we would have, like, super engaging conversations about baseball, especially knowing that Jeff and I had done the pregame show for years together and we thought people wanted to talk about it. When it came time to talk about stuff with people, they'd rather hear, you know, if it's a left-footed punter or a right-footed punter over a Cy Young Award winner. And it, 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 it it's almost like, what do people want to talk about? And the majority of the people want to talk about the Browns all the time. What it do you think? Leads, it leads. The Browns have been bleeding since 1999. And um, it's so... I, I kind of equate it to uh, like you're driving in rush hour and there's a, a car accident to your right or left. Right. And everybody is going by the car accident. They're rubbernecking trying to look at, and they're not paying attention to, you know, what's in front of them and, and what they're doing. And I think it's a human nature thing. Um, you see it a lot politically. Right. I mean, it's you're either on one side or the other and the other side. And if they're not on your side, they're the like, that's just kind of what this country has has devolved into. And and I also think, too, a lot of it has to do with like the current state of media yeah. and and social media. And, um, you know, one thing that I think helps players because, you know, the, the media relations, their job is to kind of, you know, facilitate relationships within the building, whether it's with the front office or the coaches or, you know, players and, and, and things like that. But, you know, players and, and, and even coaches and front office people, if they choose, you don't see a lot of uh, front office people with social media accounts or whatever, but players put out their state own statements all the time. And, and they don't even need to go through the, the media or a team to do something like that. Mm -hmm. So I just, I think that the world is, has changed, but the Browns are always the hottest button in town. They always have been. I think that they always will be. Look, what's there to bitch about with the guardians other than the payroll? Like that's the only thing. Attendance. That's the other people always want to. But, and the only reason they're bitching about it 
is because when the Browns were gone, attendance was yeah, astronomical. They the, yeah, they had the 455 sellout, uh, consecutive yeah. sellouts. And, and people had disposable was, income to – Well, the team was to, in the to, playoffs every year too. Like, right. You know. Um, but, What's interesting to me, though, is how the Cavaliers weathered the LeBron storm. And, uh, you know, not a lot of people talk about the fact that they made season ticket holders by – the next year, not knowing if LeBron would be back or not, which definitely helped out their numbers. And, you know, there's always been a lot of talk about um, Cavaliers making sure that there's always a good crowd at the game. And But that's their job, man. Like, if you're handing out free tickets, it's okay sometimes and, because people are coming in and buying beers and popcorn and they see the value of the fan and, and having the fan that, experience what they have. Even though – Even when the game's the, bad, their game presentation's really good. Their game presentation, uh, it's off the hook. It's off know, the hook. Um, so I, I will say, I think the guardians game presentation needs some work. Um, I would, I just say, don't know enough about other ballparks. Game yeah. Presentation see, to, here's to the thing. So that. like, so, and I used to, I've been to every, uh, pretty much every, I mean, so I the, traveled for six years with that team. And yeah. I still so the few times that. that I've gotten to travel over the years to go to other NFL stadiums and see how they do things like a lot of the stuff the Browns have done isn't necessarily new. It's done in some way, like the it's third down thing that they, you know, yell like every, every PA announcer in the NFL. Now is if, if you listen closely to your, you can always hear them yelling, it's third down, you know, um, whether it's uh, uh, like the Browns added the, the Jeff does a nice job though. I will. Can we give Jeff Shreve okay. a little bit of credit? Yeah, I think, absolutely. He's, I, think not- I think Jeff is like probably one of the best, you know, we, we are really lucky to have good PA announcers here in town. We really yeah. are. I mean, Tayak is awesome at the ballpark. He's I, To me, he's the voice of summer when I think about it. And, you know, uh, and I just think Jeff does a phenomenal job. I, I just, I, I really like Jeff Shreve. I like the way he is just such a professional at what he does. But a lot of the, the Browns presentation comes from around the NFL. Um, and you know, every league seems to have standards and practices, you know, Hey, here's how, you know, I'm going to do this, do this, you know, how, how, you know, present this, that, and the other. So, um, there, there are some, I don't want to say there's not a lot of uniqueness about what the Browns do, but there really isn't. It's very similar to what a lot of teams, you know, now they, they built a dog pen this year for the team to run out of or be let out of. Every team has a ton, you know, has a tunnel with the pyrotechnics and smoke and stuff like that. The Ravens one is really super cool. Hate to say it, but the Steelers one's kind of cool. Like, so the Browns have tried to create their own version of that. But yeah, I mean, just everyone wants to talk about the Browns because, well, they're always the dumpster fire in town and they're, you know, that needs to be put out. And there's just, and so- people have an opinion. They all yeah, want to have an opinion. Just, you know, there's always, been questions and and things to debate and yell and scream about and argue about and um whereas you know yeah i mean outside of you know payroll and attendance not much to bitch and complain about when it comes to the guardians and the Cavs have done a masterful job rebuilding again without lebron and they're like i think they're legitimate title contenders this year I, I think that like I'm not going to be planning vacation time in June. I'm going to be. Oh, I know the morning show was talking about you. I, I'm I'm going to be planning for doing the double dip and covering mini camp and in the conference finals or NBA finals or however far they get. But it's a good basketball team. Sure. Like it, they're 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 really 
really freaking good. Um, and the irony is the one position they need to upgrade happens to be the one LeBron plays. <laughs> said that's a nice team. Doesn't worry about their social media. Think he wasn't ripping the Lakers when he said that. Uh, after the game? Uh, well, Gerald, let me leave you. I, I don't know if LeBron can pull that off just because Mr. Fit. I mean, he was the king of the subtweet when he was with the Cavaliers the second yeah, time around. Think, yeah. Are you going to fit in? Or are you going to fit out? Is that, I mean, come on, so, I, I love LeBron, respect all that, but come on, let's not throw stones at the same glass house you're living in. But all right. I'm going to give you my th- final thought as we wrap this up. So I was thinking about something the Browns could do that was unique at their stadium compared to other stadiums. And what went through Smash my mind. Heart. What is it? Smash a guitar to Sweet Child of Mine? No, forget that. You know what they should do? They need a better song to smash the guitar to than Sweet Child of Mine. Probably. Here's my thought. The guitar thing's a great bit. They need a better song. Okay, so in Arizona, you know they have a pool at the ballpark, right? You can can swim in the pool. Uh, Jacksonville Jacksonville has that for the NFL. Yes. Why wouldn't the Browns, hear me out on this, have a section that is heated? A standing room heated section, so when it gets cold out, people can go in there and watch the game from there. If you're well, going to do a standing room section, they're called well, and I'm not talking about suites. <laughs> I'm not talking about sitting in a suite. The, the, the suites get the heat. Yeah, so what I'm saying is if they're going to have open areas to stand, which seems to be the trend everywhere else, you know you know who else could do that? It's probably the ballpark. You know what they the could ballpark do? The ballpark could do the same thing. Why wouldn't they do that? You, you know what they could do? Huh. Build a freaking dome. Uh, I'm with you on that. And with that, that's the final word. Good job, my man. Good job. All right, let's come back. Uh, We're back Thursday morning again. Is that right, Daryl? I like that. All right, thanks for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you like what you're listening to, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. You know, we probably should do a mailbag this week, too. So if you want to get a hold of us in a mailbag, you can always hit us up on social media at GameDayCLE on both Instagram and Twitter. And we appreciate Meredith Kane, who is sweating it out. We know she's a little bit under the weather, so... Thank you for being a part of us tonight and being a part of this show tonight. Thank you very much. It's always game day in Cleveland.